This flash briefing was made possible by a sponsorship from Avexis, a clinical stage gene therapy company. The following content was not developed by Avexis. Today is Friday, July the 26th, 2019. I'm Michael Morali, Director of Multi-Channel Content for SMA News Today. The following news article was recorded prior to the FDA approval of Zolgensma. The FDA is expected to soon decide whether Zolgensma can treat people with SMA type 1. Clinical trials of the gene therapy are showing rapid benefits across disease types. If approved, those gains might justify a broader label. This would allow it to be given to a wider range of patients. Novartis recently acquired Avexis, who is the developer of Zolgensma, and David Lennon is president of Avexis. He said they are seeing the same kind of efficacy in patients with types 2 and 3 like they are in type 1 patients. The FDA application is largely based on the marked improvements in survival and motor function that was seen in the pivotal phase 1 trial. This trial involved SMA type 1 patients up to 6 months old who showed disease symptoms. But new data suggests that Zolgensma can help other types too. Avexis and Novartis are providing FDA regulators with clinical trial data that might support a broader label. Discussions have so far been productive, and plans are being put into place to ensure accessibility. This is because the price tag is estimated to be between 1.5 million to 5 million. This requires working with payers to define policies and contracts that allow them to cover Zolgensma. Avexis also plans to have their own patient assistance programs. For now, Avexis is planning to offer a three to five year payment installment plan, plus a rebate to insurers if someone doesn't respond to treatment. If a patient has either died or gone on ventilation, they would then receive that rebate. SMA is caused by defects in the SMN1 gene, and this lowers the level of SMN protein. It leads to a loss of motor nerve cells, muscle weakness, and atrophy. Solgensma uses a genetically modified virus called AAV9 to deliver a normal copy of SMN1 to motor neurons. This allows for healthy SMN protein production. To confirm that Solgensma does boost levels, investigators assessed protein production in the brain, spinal cord, and peripheral organs. This was done in an infant who had died of respiratory failure in the phase three STRIVE trial. Their death was considered unrelated to treatment. That analysis showed SMN protein levels five months after IV treatment were comparable to those of healthy children. It was basically at normal levels. Infants with SMA type one receive Zolgensma via IV infusion, but older patients and those with other disease types undergo spinal canal delivery it's a more targeted approach that allows for lower dosing. Data has shown that high levels of SMN are required only very early in life, and then the amount drops in those tissues. By using an IV in infants, they are trying to replicate that biology by giving high doses. In older patients, spinal infusion is used just where it's needed most, which is in the motor neurons of the spine. In the strong phase one trial, they saw half the patients increase their functional improvement by at least three points. This was a significant increase. Most patients are responding within the first month of treatment and so far with very low rates of adverse events. Importantly, 
most patients rapidly progressed through motor milestones that included sitting, crawling, standing with or without assistance, and walking. Two are now able to stand unassisted, one can walk independently, and another has started to walk with assistance. But progress in younger patients that are less affected by the disease was clearly superior to that of older patients. Treated children were divided into two groups, those six to 24 months old and those two to five years old, and the outcomes compared. Therefore, treating earlier is better. Because of the positive outcomes here, a further trial called REACH is planned for types one to three patients that are up to 18 years old. And a phase three trial in presymptomatic babies with SMA types one to three and are up to six weeks old is now beginning enrollment and it's called SPRINT. It has also reported early findings of rapid motor gains like independent breathing and feeding. Likewise, 24-month results from the START long-term extension study showed no loss of motor function. This was in 10 patients that were given a therapeutic high dose in the phase one trial. Spinraza, or nusinersen by Biogen, is currently the only FDA-approved treatment for the disease. It works to raise the SMN protein levels in a different way than Zolgensma. It boosts the ability of a related gene, called SMN2, to generate full-length and stable SMN protein. Three children treated with Zolgensma in the START trial are also being given Spinraza. This decision to do both was totally at the discretion of the physicians and parents. So far, they haven't seen a biological reason that suggests this leads to better outcomes. Of the patients that were in that trial, none have lost any milestones. So it's early to tell if there is added benefit by using both therapies. This is still an open question in the SMA community. Coming up next, perspectives from SMA News Today Community Development Manager, Kevin Schaefer. Are you interested in understanding gene therapy? ExploreGeneTherapy.com has helpful information about gene therapy, including its history and how it is being investigated for the treatment of genetic diseases. Visit www.ExploreGeneTherapy.com. The following is a topic that was posted in the SMA News Today forums on July 22, 2019. Motivation Monday, getting through the bad days. Hey everyone, hope you all had a great weekend. For this week's Motivation Monday, I wanted to talk about getting through bad days. If you are unfamiliar with this series, check out my introductory post in the Adults with SMA forum. Okay, so we all have days that just suck. Those of us who have SMA know just how bad these bad days can be. I tend to be pretty optimistic, but I still have days when I do feel helpless and overwhelmed. For me, I'm most vulnerable when I'm lying in bed. Having to rely on my parents and caregivers to move me even slightly is hard, and some nights are tougher than others. When something as simple as being comfortable at night turns into a hassle, I become distressed. It's in these moments that I find myself asking the why me question. I'm then more susceptible to wallowing in self-pity. I wanted to share an article from Psychology Today that talks about this subject. The author makes a great point about how bad days are going to happen to people no matter what. 
Once you accept that bad days and weeks are a natural part of the rhythm of life, then you don't have to sink into total misery. The bad days are balanced by good ones, if you allow yourself to experience those good days. This concept is pretty interesting to me. My faith plays a big part in how I deal with negative circumstances as well, but I do like this notion of balance that the article describes. What are your thoughts? Do you have any particular strategies for coping with the bad days related to SMA? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to register today for the SMA News Today forums and find more discussions like this one. I'm Kevin Schaefer, Community Development Manager for SMA News Today. The information in our flash briefings and podcast are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. All of our podcast and flash briefings can be found on our website at www.smanewstoday.com. You can also find our podcast and flash briefings on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Facebook page as well. For SMA News Today, I'm Michael Morale, Multi-Channel Content Director.